welcome to the Building Up Leaders in Property podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Bangura, and I'm thrilled to have you here with me today. Whether you're an emerging leader or a seasoned manager in the property and construction industry, this podcast will help you elevate your leadership, build a cohesive team, and have more impact. Join me every week where I'll leave you excited and confident to take your next steps. Thanks for being here with me. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome back to Building Up Leaders in Property, or if you're new here, welcome. I am delighted to have you here. Now, today we are talking about are great leaders born or built? And this is a bit of a contentious topic, and it's something that I have really had to think about quite deeply as a leadership coach, as someone who trains and develops high-performing and high-functioning teams, to really understand that distinction between natural traits and how people evolve over time and develop and grow. And it's also about having the distinction between what makes an okay or an average leader compared to a great or truly exceptional leader. And today I want to take you on my journey and share my thoughts on this topic. So if we take a step back and really start at the beginning, there is an early theory called the great man theory. And this essentially says that men, because at the time most leaders were male, that men are born with inherent traits that allow them to step up and be the leader that we need in the moments when we need it. And these traits included resilience, confidence, charisma, decisiveness. And inherently, men were in these positions usually because of their status or their belonging. They were either born into certain families or certain situations that gave them a voice in a way that many other people didn't. And so there is often a amount of privilege or access that is associated with these leaders. And my thinking and my observations around great leaders definitely doesn't align to great man theory. But it's important to acknowledge that these traits of confidence, of resilience, of being able to step up and lead decisively and take control are still really valuable traits in leaders today. And we see this all the time. We see it in our teams at work. We see it in our relationships with our friends and our family, those people that stand out and are able to really command the group and and provide direction to everyone. We can even see it in our children and the team sports they play. Quite often there will be one or two kids who really stand out, not necessarily for their skill at the game, but because they are able to provide guidance and encouragement to others. And that is often seen from a very young age. And I think that that very much is a natural thing. It is that certain people are born with these traits and they feel more comfortable in that space than others do. But I don't think that's the end of the story. I think great leaders are really built by a personal commitment to being the best that they can and to a cause or a purpose beyond simply self-interest. And this question of are great leaders born or built comes up a lot in the work I do. So my work centres around aspiring and seasoned leaders who want to have a bigger impact with their leadership and want to create more success, more sustainable results for their team. And I often see people questioning their ability to do that because they don't necessarily see in themselves, you know, those traditional leadership traits. And the way I approach this is really from starting with a position of self-awareness. So I take all my clients through a tool called DISC. And DISC is a tool that really looks at your 
inherent characteristics, your natural traits. It's who you are in your most foundational, natural form. And there are lots of tools like this, whether it's DISC or Myers-Briggs or the Big Five. But I personally like DISC because it's quite a simple tool to understand. It essentially breaks people up into four key personality types. The first are the dominant people. These are the direct firm people. They are results-orientated. They are strong-willed. They're often forceful and outspoken, and they're very fast-paced. We then have the influencers, and these are generally outgoing, energetic people who are enthusiastic and optimistic and are really about bringing people together and influencing and collaborating to create outcomes. Then we have the sort of the steady group, and these are people that are really even-tempered. They are very measured. They are also very big on collaboration and working together, but they are much more humble and patient and tactful about how they do it. And then we have our C's at the end, our conscientious people, and these are the really analytical group. They are well-researched. They do their homework. They are precise and accurate, and they also tend to be quite reserved and they like to take their time to work through things. Now, no one of these categories, is better than the other. They are simply different. And the truth is, is everyone has some aspects of each of these different classifications in who they are. But what we really want to understand is what is a primary style? And traditionally, most leaders have fallen into that dominant, that D style. Because as I said before, these kind of align with this great man theory, right? These are the direct, resilient decisive group of people who aren't scared to speak up and voice their opinions and to be the centre of attention. But then the question lies is, are those the best leaders? And are they the only types of leaders we should have? And I firmly believe that that is not the case. I think we need to see more leaders from all these other different styles because each person, each style brings out different skills and different perspectives. And I think what we have learned over the last 20, 30 years of leadership is diversity is crucial in every team, in every organisation to create the best outcomes, right? The research around that is irrefutable now. And what we need to shift away from, particularly within the property and construction industry, is having the same type of leader. Because let's be honest, since days dawned, we have had white males leading the industry. And what we need to move towards is a genuinely more diverse group of leaders at all levels of our organisations so that we not only get different perspectives, but we are able to engage with our employees and our teams and our investors and our clients in a much more robust and complex way. Crucial to this is how we attract and retain and develop talent. And our workforce has shifted. I hope you've been enjoying the episode. I want to take a moment to let you know about my five-step leadership framework. This is for anyone aspiring to be an exceptional leader, create high-functioning teams and drive consistent and sustainable results. Head over to my website, rebeccabangura.com to get your free copy or find a link in the show notes. Now, let's get back to the episode. We now have people questioning more expecting more information and being willing to make employment and investment decisions that align with their values and who they are and what they want to see more of in the world. This is where we have this space for genuine, authentic leadership, right? And I think 
I know I talk about this a lot, but this is the keys. It's not about whether you are a dominant person or you're an influencer or you're that steady nature or really conscientious. I don't think any of that matters. I think what matters is that you know who you are and you show up as that person and you let people in to see the inner workings of what goes on in your head and how and why you work a certain way. And I think this is why we need to have these conversations at group levels as well to understand each other and to kind of let our guards down, right? We need to kind of give up the ghost of being perfect and having it all figured out and be on that messy journey with our peers, with our leaders, with our teams. And the only way we can do that is by really understanding ourselves as a starting point. The other key part of this is being willing to step beyond what feels naturally comfortable to us when we need to do that. And that is a skill that everyone needs. We need to be adaptable as individuals and as leaders so that we understand what is going on and that we understand how to get the best from our team. You're only a great leader if the people around you and the people you work with are doing great things as well. And that is the key to lasting and sustainable results. And this is where we've often seen so-called great leaders really fall off the rails because they have been so centred on their legacy and ego-driven that they have forgotten about the importance of results and the importance of teams. You know, we live in an interactive world where every one of us shows up as an individual, unique human with different needs and different perspectives and different natural talents. As an exceptional leader, we really need to be able to adapt. We need to be able to evolve. We need to be able to step outside of our natural comfort zones in order to be the leader that is needed in any given moment. And that requires us to have a deep level of self-awareness and to be constantly building who we are. We need to be coming at this from a growth mindset and very consciously building ourselves up as the type of leader we want to be. And that may mean leading into your natural traits and your natural character type at certain times. And other times it will mean stepping very far beyond that and it will feel uncomfortable and it will feel a stretch. But that is the work. Whether you are emerging in your career as a leader or you are a veteran leader who is looking to really create those long-lasting results and have a greater impact or drive meaningful change, we need to be willing to continually develop and build up from where we are. So I think in a nutshell, there are certainly some traits that are aligned with natural leaders, but I don't think that is the end of the story. I think many people who do not have natural leadership traits are some of the most exceptional leaders because they are willing and they have done the work to become great. They are open to other perspectives. They are open to failure and they are open to taking risks in order to create better outcomes. And I want you, as you've listened to this, to really think about perhaps where you might sit naturally in terms of your style and your approach to things and think about what is one way you could kind of step beyond your comfort zone to lead better in your everyday life, in your everyday work. Just challenge yourself to do that one thing that is beyond your comfort zone that will build you up to be a better leader. Because I know if that is what you aspire to, it is entirely possible. And if you do want more help with this, if you want to understand what your trajectory and your growth strategy might look like as a leader, then I really invite you to come over, say hi on LinkedIn, and we can always have a chat about how I can support you to do that. Okay, my beautiful friends, have a marvellous day. Until next time. Thanks for joining me on the Building Up Leaders in Property podcast. I'm Rebecca Bangura, and if you'd like to learn more about what I do, head over to LinkedIn and connect with me. I'd love to hear from you.
Have a beautiful day and I'll see you next time.